the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opportunity to catch up with the man, the myth, the legend, the incomparable, the effervescent, the always amazing Scott <laughs> Hamilton. Wow. wow, man, I'm taking you everywhere. Why? That's it. I'm Where's just, I'm on I'm one of those? Walk man. into a restaurant and there's Doug. Hey, everybody, it's. <laughs> Can I have your attention, please? We're in the court. Well, thank you so much for making time. We get right to where we want people to be this Sunday, 5 o'clock, Bridgestone Arena. Scott Hamilton and Friends, year number six. Yeah, year number six. And and this one is really kind of surreal uh, because it's the 25th anniversary of my survivorship. So it's like 25 years. And, you know, when you're given that diagnosis, you think, oh, my goodness, I, I'm going to die. This is bad. And then, you know, thanks to two research scientists in Indiana, um, they came up with just the right cocktail of, of really... <laughs> rough chemotherapy and i'm i'm here and it's remarkable that you know when i when i lost my mom to cancer you know cancer is nothing you choose right it's just something that chooses you so when i lost my mom to cancer it was like i was so devastated that i had to do something so i i I started fundraising you know wherever i could i would raise some money and i would i had to go right to research i had to go directly to research i wasn't going to go through an organ you know a big organization you know whatever uh, i just wanted to go straight to research so i'd find hospitals that were doing the things that i i liked at the time and so that's what i did and then i 20 years later it was two two months shy of losing my mom 20 years mm. that i'm i'm given the same diagnosis and uh yeah. Yeah, and I was just shrouded in fear. Just it was just unbelievable. And then you sort of wake up, you know, this part of you that you never knew existed, just sort of comes alive. And I thank the Lord for that because he, he, beautifully and wonderfully and incredibly made all of us to actually be more alive in our suffering than we are in our good mm-hmm. fortune. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of sleep through our good fortune, but when we're suffering, we are more alive than we've ever been. And mm-hmm. and in that, I just sort of woke up saying, you know, I'm, I'm actually coachable. You know, I think I can do this. And so um, I just decided to be the best patient they ever had, and I did everything I was told to do, and, and um, I hit... I hit the tape on time after months of chemotherapy. I, I finished that on time, and then I had to wait six weeks for the surgery. Um, and then I did the big, huge, gigantic 38-staple surgery. And mm. and then um, I had to wait another six weeks to kind of start getting back on the ice and and then went back to life. And, it's, and, and in that, I decided that I was done being a fundraiser in a way. Mm. I was going to be more of an activist because there were – too many gaps in the cancer community that needed to be attended to. And a lot of it is, you know, patients really are given limited information on how they can best equip themselves for what they're about to go through. So we created a website called chemocare.com. When I went on wet the web to mm-hmm. find out my condition, mm-hmm. I found like these medical journal papers <laughs> that were 12 syllable words, sometimes three to a <laughs> sentence. And it's like, not fair. I'm too dumb to be sick. It's not fair. <laughs> and so um, I was the organ grinder's monkey for five years. And wow. we built this website and it's how 
how chemo is administered, every single drug is listed individually, how they work, what they're designed to do, list of side effects at the bottom, which links over to our side effects page, and all of it's written in eighth grade English and Spanish and with Google Translate, any language in the world. Wow. So now awesome. anybody has access to kind of take ownership of their adventure. Mm. And then um, the other thing was I, it, it was, I asked my doctor, how sick am I going to be with it? He goes, moderate to severe. And I love this man. Um, he's on my board to this day, and he does a lot of our scientific betting. And I go, no, no, no. How, how, what does that look like, moderate to severe? And he said, well, um, moderate to severe. <laughs> so not knowing what that meant, you know, you're sort of like every step is in the dark. And um, I, I decided that the only person that would know how to answer that question is someone who's been there, done that. So we created the Fourth Angel Mentoring Program, which is – uh, first angels, your friends and family. No, I'm sorry. First angels, your oncologist. Second angels, your oncology nurse. Third angels, your friends and family. What was missing was the fourth angel, and that's someone who's been there, done that. Mm. So we pair newly diagnosed patients with survivors. We pair caregivers, and we pair pediatric caregivers. And and what started off as sort of with a little bit of obstruction now is just like oncologists will say, "Do you know how many like hours a week I get back?" for allowing mm. these patients to kind of role model or these survivors to role model and to you know kind of answer those questions that they can only answer in a way that I can. So we built those two entities and then it was time for me uh, to kind of set sail. And so we became an independent foundation and um, those programs are still being um, owned, operated and maintained and managed at the Cleveland Clinic Tossey Cancer Center. And now we're an independent foundation trying to replace chemotherapy with better options, and that's um, immunotherapy and targeted therapy. So all, we're, all we really want to do is, is advance science and get to the next miracle, which would allow the cancer to be treated but the, parent, the patient to be spared any harm. Mm. And right now um, sort of the status quo is we're just going to throw everything we can at it you know, and and the good parts will they may come back. You know, but um, the bad parts will, will definitely take care of those. Mm-hmm. But it, it's you know looking at chemo, and they say, well, in twenty years things will probably start falling apart a little bit. And I was like, uh, okay, well, I'm twenty five and I'm still doing pretty well. And 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 then you know when you see how um, you know with with certain treatment modalities there are there are accepted. Uh, long-term effects. There are accepted um, collateral damage. There's, mm. and, and I just feel like we know enough about the human body now or we, do, we don't have to do that anymore. We can move forward. So all I'm asking is that people join us and, and just um, align with us and, and support our efforts. We're a very small but mighty and collaborative uh, foundation, um, but we have broad reach and um, we're, we're tackling things that uh, really for people that are diagnosed with certain cancers, they have zero hope. Mm. And so we're kind of going after those first. (laughs) I'm just saying, okay, there's a a big bad bully in our neighborhood. Let's go just punch him in the nose. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yes, we do this big event at Bridgestone Arena. It's this Sunday on November 20th, uh, 5 p.m. show. Um, We have an incredible skating cast, skating in front of a phenomenal uh, list of uh, musical artists. And, uh, you know, again, I'm here at The Fish and and we always have have a faith-based element in every single show that we do. And this year it's um, Natalie Grant. So I'm excited. Um, Those big, 
big, big ballads, you know, and <laughs> we've got some, um, you know, her songs are, are really well thought out and we're really paired with the right skaters and mm. everybody's really excited um, to be a part of that. And we have, um, you know, uh, Jason Derlatka from Journey, Jason Sheff from Chicago, Joe King from The Fray. Um, uh, and Colby Kelly joining us as well. So the set's really broad and it's really eclectic, but when you have Hubble and Donahue from the Olympics, Karen Chen from the Olympics, these are all Olympic medalists. Katya Gordiev is coming back, a two-time Olympic champion. Uh, you know, Ryan Bradley, Jeremy Abbott, uh, Elage Balde, who's become this um, internet sort of social media sensation. He posts these videos and they get like a million hits. <laughs> Last year, when we had for King and Country, one of the band members of King and Country yeah, yeah, waved me over during rehearsal and he goes, is that Elage Balde? And I go, I go, it is. And he said, I, I, he's so cool. I watch all his videos. <laughs> and I go, well, it's really funny you ask about it because he's skating to your music tonight. Oh, wow. And he goes, can I meet him? <laughs> yeah. So um, Elijah's coming back and uh, he's so cool. He's just so cool. Last year in the finale, he did a backflip over me. What? Yeah, I laid on the ice and he did a backflip over me. I figured the worst thing that could happen was I get a free appendectomy. <laughs> <you know? laughs> But um, yeah, so he's coming back, and and uh, the cast is magnificent, and you know it's 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 live music and live skating, and a lot of people think that they've seen skating if they've seen it on television, and uh, if you haven't seen it live, you haven't seen skating, and yeah. and to be we turn Bridgestone Arena into a theater. So it it looks different. There's no glass. Um, the boards are covered. We bring seats down all the way to the ice, and the riser for the band is only about four inches. So everything is really intimate, and it's really cool. And you know, this is how we're marketing the show this year. Is we're just going on, and and I'm just making noise to everybody that'll. I'm shouting from the rooftops because you know we're in a, we just had a midterm election. Advertising fees were outrageous, mm-hmm. and it's like we're not going to compete with that. And we want the money to go where it needs to go. Yeah. So I'm just really hoping that in the uh, 11th hour, we're able to, to fill up the arena. And our ticket uh, prices are really inexpensive for what people get. Because, again, it's it's just about people coming together to um, you know, rise the tide and allow for people to survive cancer that maybe don't have a chance of surviving now. And, and um, for those, you know, cancers that have a treatment, let's find a better one mm-hmm. um, where we're not just accepting that this is the best we can do at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I can say that every time I mention this event and someone says, oh, I've been, the next thing they say is, it is the most amazing show. You have to go. <laughs> and it's the only time, each show is the only time that will ever be performed mm-hmm. and no one can ever see it again because it's not going to be on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to pay music rights to put it on television. Any of those things. We're there to fund research. And I, you know, I'll tell people about the show. And then after I'll see them afterwards and they'll say, why didn't you tell me? And it's like, well, I, I did, but there's really no way to describe it except you got to come. Mm-hmm. And um, it is. It's, it's so cool. And the set this year is so it's so um, eclectic. And we come out of the gate swinging and and it's beautiful and it's dynamic and it's exciting and it's athletic and. Um, and it's really fun how the musicians, um, they just love it. Six Wire uh, is coming back as our house band, and and those guys are the best of the best of the best and just the easiest to work with and so professional, so cool, and they just get it done. So we have a great 
um, foundation for you know all the artists to come out and perform their music. When it was funny when um, Neil Sean uh, came, you know, with the, for the Journey stuff uh, a couple of years ago. Um, at, during the rehearsal, he came off the ice, you know, and he he just looked at me. He goes, "These guys sound just like us." <laughs> <laughs> no greater compliment, right? And, Highest like, compliment, you know. Right. And it's like Kenny Loggins did it one year, and um, and he you know they he decided to come out and just go big, so. Each of his songs were kind of like cool medleys of like eight my eight minutes, you know. It's oh like, wow! Well, nobody can skate to that. So okay, Kenny, you get the opening <laughs> number, and what's the next one? Oh, I'm all right for eight minutes Zydeco version. Okay, that's the finale. All right, let's go. Because <laughs> it's like you know, I can't edit that down. You know, so a, a skater can actually live through it. So, um, but it, it's really amazing just how great it sounds, how good it looks, and. Uh, we're adding a couple of really cool elements this year that I think people are it'll, it'll really it'll really touch them in, in big profound ways and and uh, I'm excited. It's been uh, uh, you know post COVID with you know everybody on the road and everybody making up for two years of lost income and everybody doing this. It was really pulling like a, mm. a rhinoceros out of a hat, um, but we did it and. Um, you know, it, and it's just, you know, again, this the aftermath of everything that we've endured and life disrupted in a really profound way. You know, this this show is meant to bring hope and it's mm-hmm. meant to uh, solve a huge problem in, in our society. And, um, you know, it's 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 shocking that one in, in two men and one in three women will be diagnosed with cancer. And, uh, you know, we've. And, you know, and, uh, 69 people in this country an hour die. Mm. That's, you know, mm. more than one a minute, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. So, and I think of, you know, just the loss of my mom, and that was 45 years ago. And I, to this day, um, it, it fuels me to uh, try to, to, to make a huge difference so no other 18-year-old boy has to say goodbye to his mom when um, he needs her the most, you know. So... Um, we're in it to win it, and and uh, again, we play well with others. And the main thing is is that we really need to bring in a big crowd. Yeah, uh, we really need to bring in a big crowd. And again, our tickets are priced strategically to bring in a big crowd. And uh, nobody's going to be able to ever see anything like this at the at the price points that we've created. And um, yeah, so um, yeah, it's year number six, and it's the twenty fifth anniversary. And and it's funny that. Um, you know, when I when I'm on calls, I'm on the board of advisor with Moffitt Cancer Center in uh, Tampa, and you have these scientists, you know, that come on board and share, you know, their latest findings, and um, these doctors that share their latest victories, and and uh, one doctor, uh, actually two doctors back to back, came on and said, with the use of of a targeted therapy and an immunotherapy, um, there was a stage four lung cancer patient that's now in full remission. And, wow. I, and I'm thinking those 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 types of things just didn't happen before, and wow. that's that's wind in my sail saying that we're doing really cool things. Another woman um, that was in town, um, Steve Cropper, uh, his wife Angel introduced us to her, and she was kind of Max, my youngest's nanny when when he was born, and we loved her so much we just you know kept her on, <laughs> and um, she succumbed to multiple myeloma, it's a blood cancer, and it was very. Mm. Very, you know, small compared to other cancers like breast cancer or um, prostate in men and things like that. But um, uh, I was just down at Moffitt, and um, they were t- we were touring their 164 bed hospital. Mm. It's 164 new infusion rooms, and I just 
whew, I just, I just, I walked by every one of those rooms and I just thought, I know what's happening in there. Mm. And it just knocked me down. Mm. And I got in the elevator to go back to the lunch and the CEO, one of the chief researchers at Moffitt was in the elevator and he goes, I know, I know. He goes, but I just, just to calm your heart, um, most of the things that we're developing will make a lot of these rooms much more benign Mm. and much less Mm. um, toxic. And then at the lunch, he said, by um, using the CAR-T, it's a T-cell platform using our immune system Mm -hmm. to treat the cancer. It it teaches our T-cells to say, hey, you don't belong here. Evicted, right? (laughs) So right now our our bodies are are fooled by the cancer, but um, with these T-cells, they'll be able to be designed to detect certain cancers and get rid of them. Wow. Wow. And he said, I'm here to tell you that using the CAR-T platform within 10 years, we will cure multiple myeloma. And I've never heard a research scientist say the the C word before, Mm, cure. mm. You know, I've I've heard him say better outcomes. I've heard him say extended life. But I've never heard them say cure. And that's, that's the world that we can live in if we just invest in it. And I believe in it 100%. And that's why um, my foundation cares. Um, that's why we do what we do. And and uh, I pray that my executive director, Carrie Morgan, lives through this. <laughs> because <laughs> she does. She probably works like 80-hour weeks. Wow. And, um, and, and she just is amazing. And, and we've got a great staff. And, and we do events all over the country with our Skate to Eliminate Cancer platform. And our Hockey 3v3 platform is taking off. And... And showing promise of doing incredibly well. So, um, yeah, we're still raising money, but we're investing um, in the right research to advance the science to treat cancers that right now are untreatable. I certainly echo what Jamie was saying earlier, having seen the show in past years. It's amazing. Looking forward to it again uh, this Sunday, 5 p.m., Bridgestone. Grab your tickets. Ticketmaster, be there. You, of course, are an amazing inspiration to so many as we celebrate 25 years of your survivorship and the encouragement for what you've shared for those that are going through the journey right now. Share a little bit about um, from your wife Tracy's perspective in terms of someone that what it meant with you, her walking with you Mm -hmm. and helping those of us that have to walk alongside someone on that journey. Yeah, with um, my successive brain tumors, I collect life-threatening illnesses. I don't don't recommend it. I think, you know, uh, stamps and coins are way more fun. (laughs) Got to find a different hobby. Yeah, a a different hobby. But, you know, she um, she's really, you know, I thought post-cancer I I was going to be fine. You know, I thought... If we want to have a family, there may be some issues there because I had testicular cancer. Um, but um, yeah, having uh, the, the successive brain tumors, one, two, three, uh, you know, she's just been a powerhouse. And, you know, first brain tumor, she didn't respond in any other way than just taking both of my hands and starting to pray. And it was the most, and I've had a lot of really big moments in my life. That was the most powerful moment I've ever experienced. And you know, um, that one was, it is what it is, whatever it takes. Uh, the next one, a surgery didn't go well. Um, and she was there to, um, really just shore me up in every way she could. And it was hard. That one was hard. Mm. Uh, one surgery is not supposed to become nine, Mm. (laughs) you Mm. know? Yeah. And Mm. so, you know, we would always say things like, um, you know, no matter what the tests say, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to accept it joyfully. 
and that whole idea of joy, right? Mm-hmm. We, we hear about all the time in Scripture, joy, and, and so much of the music we listen to, it's joy. And um, I was listening to her an interview one time, and I've never really seen her do an interview before, so I was hiding around the <laughs> corner, and I was listening to her do this interview, and she's so brilliant and well-spoken and articulate. And um, I, I heard her say something that I, 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 I didn't anticipate. You know, they asked her about joy, right? Because I always say joyfully. It's going to be met joyfully. And uh, they go, what is this joy thing? And he goes, oh, she said, oh, don't, don't get us wrong. Joy isn't the lack of fear and suffering. It's how you go through it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, in this world, right? Um, you know, John sixteen thirty three. in this world, um, you will have trouble. Yeah. But take heart. I've overcome the world. That's the stance that we need to take when it comes to all of these things that can um, totally uh, fracture, disrupt, destroy families. And that is, you know, you've got your, you know, the anchor. And for, for us, it was my mom. And um, when she passed, you know, everybody just sort of wandered. You know, we all just went our separate ways. And um, it was hard. I I went full bore into my skating because up to that point, um, she only saw me kind of lose. <laughs> um, but she was the fuel that, that was the fire that really got me to um, take her with me to the ice every single day. And then I was able to turn it around. You know, my brother... You know, he struggled for a while, and then he he, he knew that um, the, his best thing was to just draw that line in the sand, step over it, and join the Coast Guard. And, and mm. he's built an incredible life as an uh, engineer, and he's in the military contracting. And and then my sister went down to Florida. You know, she's raising her kids. Raising, now she's raising her grandkids. And and then my dad, you know, just started, you know, slowly started dying of a broken heart. And mm-hmm. so it's those types of things that. Man, fam- families are meant to be together, and those types of losses, um, if we can prevent them, if we can uh, you know, just bring everybody together and they can um, get through uh, a cancer diagnosis, treatment, and, and just survive, um, you know, that is something that is indescribable of an honor mm. and a privilege and um Life's calling that I never would have anticipated, and I'm easily the dumbest person to ever take this on. <laughs> but that being said, you know, um, every time a door's needed to be open, the Lord has been faithful and opened it every time. So, um, you know, we we operate in great faith, and um, and we just want to serve our community in a really impactful way. And this is the best way we know how to do it: bring people together. And just allow them to be a part of the solution. Everyone, mm. everyone. Mm. It's not about me. It's not about the, the the foundation or its branding or whatever. It's about all of us get to do this together, and we all have a, a, a stake in uh, changing our world for the better and forever. One quick thing: I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up because I feel like I'm I'm a negative labeler person. Sometimes I label myself negatively, and the <laughs> yeah. power of words, right? <laughs> Life and death. We're working on in that, aren't we? That? Totally, totally. Well, scotthamilton.com, you go there, and your quote is The only disability in life is a bad attitude. Yeah. Yeah, that came out of my cancer journey. Um, I, you know, I was trying to keep it as quiet as I could, and, but I was at the, the top of my professional career. So there's a lot of people reaching out, and there was this 
a friend of mine who was a publicist, and he kept saying, well, we need to do this, and we need to, and I go, no, we don't need to do anything. All we need to do is let people know that I'm doing well, I'm getting through the treatment and everything. I, I didn't want any pictures published. I didn't want any of that stuff. I just wanted to go through it and get to the other side. And, um, and he said, well, um, you know, we need to know how you're doing. And I go, well, really, honestly, the only disability I've ever seen is a bad attitude, you know. And as long as I can keep, you know, um, positive thoughts and keep people around me laughing and, you know, just um, keeping everything really light and moving forward, then I, I think that's the best I can do. And I've, I've met way too many people that um, have had it way tougher than I have. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, I see that attitude is everything, everything. You know, it, it's, it's just how we, how we get through it, you know. It's, it's remarkable that um, we can take a stance of, oh, it's raining today and it's cold. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Well, it's important. It has to be this way. You know, it's just <laughs> part of nature and part of life and part of God's perfect design. And, and uh, so today's a great day to not have to wear sunscreen. And, and today's a great day to put on a sweater and some Uggs and, and just go out and enjoy uh, this beautiful, perfect, awesome day. But, you know, again, it's it's... It's all about, you know, really the only disability in life is a bad attitude. If we really break that down, you know, we can, we can say that, you know, all of us are dealing with something. Mm. We are all dealing with something. It's like, Doug, you are too tall. You, you know, I walked in today to this interview and I came up to your elbow and it was like, you, you know, you have that, that disability of getting on an airplane and barely fitting into the seat because your knees are hitting the people in front of you. And, and it's, you know, every, you get up to get, and you bump your head. And I mean, these are hard things, right? You know, but. Uh, to us for not having those issues. Yeah, really. But, you know, it's, it's like everybody always, you know, we always kind of feel like we're dealing with something mm-hmm. and we always have yeah. something to conquer. You know, Paul had his thorn. We don't know what that thorn was, but he talked about it enough, you know, that he's, you know, my grace is sufficient, mm. right? So we, um, you know, I always joke, you know, when I do my speaking that, you know, if I had to do a personal ad, you know, and be honest, um, it would, it would, it would read short, bald, <laughs> half neutered, chemo radiated, surgically repaired, <laughs> retired male figure skater ooh, of unknown ethnic origin oh seeks my. a beautiful, intelligent woman for long walks. Laughter and an interest in my hobby of collecting life-threatening illness. <laughs> you know, so if that's it, if that's like my description, wow, that's pretty cool that I get to live with all that stuff, and I'm still here, smiling, laughing, and, and enjoying every moment of my life. It's a choice. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. 
Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.